Good to see everybody. Hope you're doing good tonight. Let me just reiterate something to you, jumping right off from the start here. There has been, when it comes to this election, there has been no court case that has been heard. I spend a lot of time on social media, obviously, doing research, lots of time on Twitter, and there's lots of more liberal sites and liberal pundits out there saying, you know what, they tried this and they tried that. The courts have heard this and the courts have heard that. Let me make something clear to everybody. The courts have heard nothing. Everybody needs to understand that. There has not been any court cases that have been heard at all. Understand even more clearly, understand this. Not one piece of evidence has been presented before a judge. None. All that's ever been presented is here is our filing. Here's our filing. Will you accept the case or not? And every single court so far, with the exception of one, there has been a breakthrough and there's going to be more breakthroughs. You'll see. But I want everybody to know as of today, there has not been one single piece of evidence presented to a judge. Zero. So whenever you see all the liberal libtard morons out there saying things like, well, you know what? Every judge has looked at all this evidence and they decided that there is no widespread voter fraud. There is no widespread election fraud. That's absolute lies. That's what they want you to believe. It's Goebbels propaganda media. What happened with the Texas lawsuit with the Supreme Court, and I'm going to show you in detail right now, is an absolute travesty. If you were to look at it in theological terms, it's a heresy. It is a heresy of injustice is what it is. There is no reason for the Supreme Court. Now, let me just put this out to everybody. The, the Supreme Court justices, I'm talking about every one of them, and I don't care. I don't care. I'm talking Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, Clarence Thomas, Thomas, Alito, John Roberts, we already knew, Elena Kagan, all the rest of them. I am telling you, they are corrupt. Absolutely corrupt. There is no, and you're talking, dare you say that about Clarence Thomas? Don't care. If it was 72 fine, then Clarence Thomas should have issued a definitive dissenting opinion and said, I wanted to hear this case. It should have been heard. There's no reason. I formally dissent with everybody else. How can you say that they had no standing? First of all, you know what that is? That is just a gelding's viewpoint of things. That's a gelding's way out. That's a harem eunuch's way out of things. A gutless coward's way out of things. How do you have no standing in a national election? Now, I would love, I would talk about this some more, but I'm going to show you a video from Glenn Beck in a minute that actually summarizes it better than I could. So I want everybody to know there's not been one piece of evidentiary information seen by a judge yet. They've all refused to see it because none of them wants to dirty their hands. They're a bunch of gutless cowards. No forensic audit. Another thing, not one forensic audit has been done on all the ballots in any of the battleground states, let alone any states at all. But when we're dealing with the battleground states of Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, there has not been one forensic audit of all the ballots yet. Not one. You'll hear the idiots on there, all the libtards. They'll be out there all the time saying, well, there's been a bunch of recounts. Okay, if you had $100,000 and $20,000 of that was counterfeit and you just kept counting it over and over again, guess what number you'd come up with? $100,000. 
You have to look at each individual bill. That's a forensic audit. Not one of those has been done yet. Not one thing has been done yet. Not to the ballots and not one forensic audit of the Dominion voting machines has been done yet. Not one. Why? Laziness. Listen, this election was over, supposed to be over, November 3rd. Of course, the reason why we're in court to begin with is because there was unconstitutional election laws that were passed just prior to November 3rd, where you could end up having ballots come in on the 4th, ballots come in on the 5th, i.e. Pennsylvania, ballots come in on the 5th, on the 6th, whatever it may be. Those were unconstitutional laws. In order for those laws to be passed, they had to go through the state legislatures, which it wasn't done, which was the basis of the Texas lawsuit. Texas absolutely has standing. because What they're saying is, is that Texas doesn't have a right to tell Michigan how to run their election. That's correct if it's for the governor of Michigan. But it's when it's for the president of the United States, that's the president of Michigan and Texas, Supreme Court justice morons. That's, I mean, they're not even morons. They're actually smart people. They're cowards. And I mean every last one of them. They have a chance to change. They want to repent. They can. But wait till you see the information that's coming out about that decision. But really, a great explanation of this came from Glenn Beck. Play for me, Aaron. Anyway, uh, so I'm wondering who does have standing in this. Because imagine, imagine that we're all in a classroom. And we all know the rules. And, and there are 50 of us. And we are all taking a test, except four have special conditions. So we're taking the test. We all have to have it done within an hour. We all have to uh, be monitored. We have to be in the same room. So we have a teacher looking sure, make sure we're not cheating and no calculators. But we find out later that four of the students, eh, the time didn't really matter. They didn't have anybody looking over them. And there's pretty good feeling that they probably used calculators. And we're all graded on a curve. And because of those four getting perfect scores, my A has gone to a B or my C has gone to a D. Wouldn't I, as somebody in the classroom, have standing to raise my hand and say, excuse me, what they did affected my grade. Uh, I'd like just to at least talk about what they did. If you didn't, you weren't allowed to at least talk about it and be heard, heard legitimately, you'd never get over it. You'd never get over it. By the Supreme Court saying we don't have standing, 21 states don't have standing. Now, maybe there's no case. I don't know. I know we were promised a case. I haven't really seen the case, but nobody's hearing anything. By not. Bring back to me. So there you go. It makes absolutely no sense. Just like people in a class who are graded on a curve, some people are allowed to use calculators, some people weren't. And then the people who weren't allowed to use calculators want an explanation about why their grades are going down, but they're not allowed to appeal it. That's the exact same thing that happened. 
Texas wants to know, along with, oh, don't, don't let this bother you, Samuel Alito or Clarence Thomas or John Roberts or Neil Gorsuch, Gorsuch or uh, Brett Kavanaugh, don't let this bother you at all, that it wasn't just Texas, but 20 other states, 21 total states. Almost half of the union is suing Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan, wanting to know why they were allowed to violate the Constitution and change their election laws just prior to an election. They aren't allowed to do it. So basically their electors are invalid or any vote in their state that came as a result of the laws that they changed unconstitutionally is invalid. Kyle Becker tweet, Supreme Court of the United States. This decision should have been 9-0 to zero in favor of hearing the case and 9-0 to zero in favor of striking down all edicts, orders, rules that were changed outside of constitutional process and invalidating all the pa- ballots cast under such rules. Why is this hard? Why is this even hard? Do you know why it's hard? I'm going to tell you why. In this next, you need to listen. If you don't hear another or watch another video, you turn this podcast off after this, you will have gained a lot of knowledge if you watch this next video. Because it comes down to, once again, what I've told you out of Proverbs chapter 20, verse 10. Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. I'll use the George Floyd case once again. If it comes up and Derek Chauvin has been charged with uh, second degree murder, I think it is. And if, you know, you're standing before the judge or your jury. What what should happen there? Did Derek Chauvin kill George Floyd? Absolutely not. He did not. Nor did any of the other four officers that were, that were there. They did not commit first degree, second degree, third degree, or manslaughter. They did not kill George Floyd. George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. So, did they do things wrong? Well, that's up to the justice system to decide. But will they say, well, you know what? If we don't charge them with murder, then there's going to be riots in the street. Nope. Nope. Differing weights, differing measures. The Lord detests them both. You do what's right. It doesn't matter whether it causes a civil war. It doesn't matter whether it causes riots in the street. It doesn't matter that it ticks off Antifa or BLM or the entire Democratic Party. You do what is right. That is very simple, what Kyle Becker said. It should have been nine to nothing in favor of hearing the case and nine to nothing that you cancel out every vote that came from unconstitutional process changes to the election. It's as simple as that. It really isn't hard. I have a video of a man shooting a guy in the head. It's He shot him in the head. It's, it's, it's simple. You go, okay, there's the video. He shot him in the head. It's not hard. It's, it's on paper. All of these, uh, Michigan, uh, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania changed their laws unconstitutionally. In Georgia, it went through just the Secretary of State, the Republican hack, Brad Raffensperger. And Brian Kemp, it didn't have anything to do with Brian Kemp, but I just wanted to throw him in because he's a hack too. All right, Kyle Becker tweet, second one. I don't give a bleep about Bush v. Gore at the time. um, At that time, we didn't have riots. A staffer, listen to this now. I don't give a bleep about Bush v. Gore. At that time, we didn't have riots, differing weights and differing measures. A staffer heard screaming through the walls as Justice Roberts and other, that's correct, liberal justices were insisting this case not be taken up. 
Why? Wonder why Texas case was dropped. Here's why. Play the video for me. Make sure everybody can hear it. Uh, the talks of, uh, uh, it was written by someone who's a current staffer uh, for one of the Supreme Court justices. And this, I'll just describe the report to you that I read, and you can make of it what you will. Um, he said that the justices, as they always do, went into a closed room to discuss you know, cases they're taking or do debate. There's no phones, no computers, no nothing. No one else is in the room except for the nine justices. It's typically very civil. Um, they usually don't hear any sound. They just debate what they're doing. But when the Texas case was brought up, he said he heard screaming through the walls as Justice Roberts and the other liberal justices were insisting that this case not be taken up. Um, and the reason, the, the words that were heard through the wall um, when Justice Thomas and Justice Alito were citing uh, Bush versus Gore from John Roberts were, I don't give up about that case. I don't want to hear about it. At that time, we didn't have riots. So what he was saying was that he was afraid of what would happen if they did the right thing. And I'm sorry, but that is moral cowardice. And, and we in the SREC, I'm an SREC member, we put those words in very specifically because the charge of the Supreme Court is to ultimately be our final arbitrator, our final line of defense for right and wrong. And they did not do their duty. So I think we should leave these words in because I want to send a strong message to them. Thank you. Now you're back to me. So let's go over that. Again, Proverbs 20, verse 10. Differing weights and differing measures, the Lord detests them both. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. That's Proverbs 7, 15. So you have a victim here. His name is Donald J. Trump, who's ripped off in this election. So what, it, what should happen, unless you're going to be corrupt, what should happen is, is you hear the information. Was he a victim or was he not? Was this person the perpetrator or were they not? Was this state and the state election board the victimizers, the perpetrators, or were they not? You go with the truth and you decide, yes, what happened there was illegal, therefore these votes are out. That's what you do. You do not take into consideration peripheral issues like, will there be a riot? Will Hillary Clinton be upset? Will Joe Biden get a boo-boo on his feelings? Will, will there be riots from Antifa? Will Gretchen Whitmer be upset? You don't even worry about it that you do what is correct. And I would expect, the because I'm a principled man, if this was the other way and the Republicans had stolen an election where you have 137,000 ballots show up in Detroit, Michigan at 4 a.m., every last one of them for Joe Biden, every love seen by sworn affidavits. One, I mean, I mean, there's at least a dozen sworn affidavits testify, testifying to that, attesting to that. Sworn affidavits under the penalty of perjury. 
People are signing affidavits and saying, I saw those votes come. Nobody's even heard that. Nobody's seen the affidavits. Everybody realize that? Nobody's even seen them because they refuse to hear it. They refuse to hear it because Justice John Coward Roberts, he's a, he's a freaking gelding. He's afraid. Oh, we might have riots. You do what's right, period. The Lord detests anything else. When you see the evidence and you take into any, you take anything else into consideration, but the evidence itself, you are an immoral gelding. You're a coward or you're patently corrupt. You have another, you have some other reason that you want somebody to be acquitted or called guilty that isn't. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both too. Proverbs 17, 15. All right, Lynn Wood tweet. Corruption and deceit have reached most powerful, the most powerful office in our country, the Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. This is a sad day for our country, but a day on which we must wake up and face the truth. Roberts is the reason that SCOTUS has not acted on election cases, others involved. Next one, Linwood, again, in discussing at Real Donald Trump, a phone conversation on 819, Justice John Roberts stated that he would make sure the mother effer would never be reelected. Roberts engaged in phone conversations with Justice Stephen Breyer discussing how to work to get Trump voted out. This man should not be a judge. He's putting in differing weights and differing measures. He's taking into consideration the consequences of what will happen post-decision. You cannot do that as a judge. Otherwise, you're not righteous. You should not be a judge. Speaking of elections, just switching topics somewhat, I want to, I'm just curious. Aaron, you can put these up while I'm yapping. I'm just curious. How could this ever happen? I mean, I just get Democrats. Answer me this question. Justify this. Just to, go ahead, justify this. Any Democrat that's watching, I want you to send me a, send me a message right now. I'll try to flip me. Yeah, I've got my I've got my people showing here that are watching. Send me a message and justify this. How could why would this ever be going on at a polling place? I know all of, all of you have seen these pictures. I know you have, but I'm just curious. How could that ever happen? Explain to me, some Democrat that's watching watching. How could that ever be justified? Just explain to me, Aaron, keep those pictures handy. Just keep, as long as I'm on it, just keep flipping them up because for, for context here. I'm just curious, how could this ever be justified? That you're boarding up, look at the people standing out there wanting to watch a free and fair election. You know what I really love? I love how Democrats say, you're attacking our elections. You're attacking our free and fair democracy. You're, you know, you're, you're attacking uh, all, the, all of our heritage. I mean, explain to me how that, put it up there again, Aaron. Explain to me, what, uh, how am I attacking anything when this is what I do not want? You're the one who wants this. Who's the one attacking free and fair elections and democracy? Not me. I want voter ID. I want matching signatures. Why would you not? Well, I mean, you know, I think, it, I think it's good that if you come in and you're submitting a ballot, to somebody, just, you know, to a poll worker, that you have to have an ID, that you have to prove who you are. Basically, the way that it was in Michigan, Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania was, you just print out a ballot, send it in. You know, people, countless people showed up to, to vote, and they'd already voted. 
Wow, because somebody mailed a ballot to their home and somebody sent it back. It wasn't that person, though. Red State 1214, judge allows release of forensic audit on Atrium County and the conclusions are explosive. If true, resident William Barry filed suit and allied security operations group concluded, we conclude that the Dominion voting system is intentionally and purposely designed with inherent errors to create systemic fraud and influence election results. The system intentionally generates an enormously high number of ballot errors. The electronic ballots are then transferred for adjudication The intentional errors lead to bulk adjudication of ballots with no oversight, no transparency, and no audit trail. This leads to voter or election fraud. Based on our study, we conclude that the Dominion voting system should not be used in Michigan. We further conclude that the results of Atrium County should not have been certified. So what are they saying in this? What does it mean that the Dominion system purposely invalidates ballots? kicks them out for what is called adjudication. In Atrium County, it was 68%. 68% of the ballots were kicked out. Then what happens? They go for what's called adjudication. But adjudication means judgment. Who's judging them? All Democratic workers. Hmm, how, funny how that works. The, the, the machine doesn't actually tabulate them. They kick them to people to tabulate. So the person looks at it and goes, hmm, that looks like a, 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 a Biden vote. Well, it says Trump, right? No, 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 it's a Biden vote over and over again. Who would ever prove it? How would you ever prove it? A forensic audit. But that never gets done. It just gets recounted over and over again. All right, one American news tweet. I'm just getting out all this uh, machine gun fire election stuff right off the bat here. One American news tweet. Arizona subpoenas forensic exam of voting machines. Look, I want you to focus on the bottom. Arizona subpoenas forensic exam of voting machines. The Arizona State Senate subpoenas a, subpoenas a forensic exam of voting machines in Maricopa County. One America's Christine Bob spoke with Arizona. I want to make sure you got. I want to credit the people who who put these things out. So that there you go. Things are starting to happen. Although, listen, it's December seventeenth. You know, it, it, I, by the, I'm not discouraged at all. I'm just like, where on earth was this on November 5th, November 6th, November 7th? Here's a little information I wrote down for everybody. This is absolute fact. Obama, he won 69 million votes. 69 million. That's what he got in his big election. He got 3 million less when he ran as an incumbent. He had 63 million votes and he won eight. 173 counties. So remember those numbers. Obama, 69 million votes, won 873 counties. Biden got 80 million votes and won 477 counties. Whoops! How does that happen? How does that happen? Is there really enough votes in Philadelphia? You know, the the five-star plan, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Detroit, Milwaukee, the the five, which one am I leaving out? Atlanta, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. What's the other city I'm leaving out? Did I leave out Milwaukee? Whatever they are. The The five cities, there really isn't enough people to turn it over, but somehow it miraculously happened. Could it be that those counties are some of the 357 counties found by Judicial Watch? 
They've actually found out that in 357 counties, there was more than double the amounts of votes than registered voters. The Supreme Court never hears any of this. They, they refuse to hear the case. All right, shifting. Remember now, we're being attacked. There's a two-prong attack. If you're a righteous person or you're even trying to be conservative, you're being attacked on two different fronts right now. One of them is election fraud and the other is COVID, the false COVID response to a very benign flu bug. I know it's very dangerous for a small portion of the population, the very elderly and those that have pre-existing conditions. That's not most people. So you have that two-pronged approach. And it's really not even, it's barely two-pronged. It really comes almost totally, uh, almost totally from COVID alone. In that COVID was the one that is, is what caused everybody to have to have mass mail-in balloting. So it really all comes from COVID. The elections were manipulated by COVID. You know, nobody could go vote in person. They kicked out poll watchers because you're violating COVID laws, whatever it may be. COVID really is the big push behind it. It's a push from globalists to absolutely take America off of it's city on a hill status around the world. It's a push by the globalists. That's all it is. I'm not going to get too much into that at the moment. We'll in a little bit. But you will see as you go on. I'm going to do this four times tonight if we don't, don't run out of time. This is a Larry Elder video from the Epoch Times. And it's called The Dirty Dozen. And it chronicles from 12 to 1, 12 massive hypocritical acts by those that are imposing their COVID totalitarian laws upon everybody else but themselves. Play it for me. Let's meet 12 Democrats who issue tough coronavirus lockdown orders and restrictions and then proceed to break them. Not only indicating hypocrisy, but also indicating these politicians aren't nearly as afraid of the coronavirus as they want us to be. Number 12, Austin Mayor Steve Adler. Mayor Steve Adler is reiterating that his trip to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico in November for his daughter's wedding was, quote, a mistake. In a letter on today that he sent, Adler apologized for the trip he took as he urged residents to stay at home to stop the spread of COVID-19 in the Austin-Travis County area. Now, he ends the letter by saying he would work to re-earn the trust of Austinites. The criticized criticism of Adler's trip stems from months of advice and orders for residents to resist non-essential travel. And did you see the travel advisory that Mayor Adler recorded telling you to stay home, not to travel, not to go on vacation while he was vacationing at his timeshare in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico? I do not make this up. We need to, you know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to, to keep the numbers down. This is not the time to, to relax. We're going to be looking really closely. We may have to close things down. The question is, Frau Helm, were you lying then? Are you lying now? Or are you not, in fact, a chronic and habitual liar? Number 11, San Francisco Mayor London Breed. San Francisco, it's all about the mayor. Mayor Breed, is she practicing what she preaches? This comes after the mayor had a dinner at a part of a group of eight people at the French Laundry restaurant in Napa County while urging everyone else to avoid these large gatherings. So what's the latest here? Here's NBC Bay Area's Christy Smith. 
It's a hot topic in San Francisco after the mayor chose to visit the exclusive French Laundry restaurant in Napa County early last month. The mayor's office described it as a small, open-air family birthday dinner for a friend. There were eight people, including the mayor. But some folks in the city don't like it. Uh, I feel it's a little bit hypocritical. Number 10, Orange County, California Supervisor Sheila Kuehl. Restaurant and bar owners protesting outside Supervisor Sheila Kuehl's house in Santa Monica today, angry that outdoor dining in L.A. County has been shut down. More controversy erupted when Kuehl was seen dining outside just hours after voting to eliminate it. Number nine. Back to me. What's good for thee is not good for me. That is, that, if they were really that scared, if they believe that you need to stay home or you're going to die, you really think that the mayor of Austin would have flown off to Cabo with a bunch of people he doesn't live with, sit there in close proximity to a bunch of people he doesn't live with? I'm co co quoting their COVID laws. You think he would do that? If he, was, if he really thought it was that dire of a threat, but yet you need to destroy people's lives over it. Let me say hey to some people here tonight. I'm putting my screen here so I can actually see you guys better. Let me see. Here we go. All right. Hey, I just want to say hey to some people here. Donna, I see you on. Gloria, Craig, hey, Pat, good to see you guys. Steven, Ronald, Ricky, God bless you. Hey, Tommy, hey, Sherry from church, love you. Hey, Mike, over on YouTube, I see uh, John on. I see my brother, Eric. Eric, get back to church, man. You need to be in church. Love you. Uh, Ronald, good to see you. Michael from church, get back to church. Haven't seen you for a couple weeks. Get in there. Dangerous watching the show. Hey, May, God bless you from church. Hey, John, my brother, you're always watching, man. I love you. Hey, Tim. Hey, Ron B., I love you, man. Thanks for always being there. Every time I look over to my right and look at uh, YouTube, you're always there. Love you, man. Hey, Ronald J., God bless you. Hey, Dennis from church, love you guys. Appreciate all you guys on, on uh, YouTube. Appreciate all you guys on Periscope, too. Flipping back over to YouTube here, hey, Phil. Hey, my brother, Joe Justice. Love you. I know who that is. Love you, brother. God bless you. I'm glad you're on. Hey, Stephen, hey, Tom. Uh, let's see. Dina R. Terry C. God bless you. Les H. Debbie H. Hey, Lynn from church. Love you. Robert K. Stephen S. Love you. Greg V. Diane M, David P, love you guys. Thanks for watching. Glad you're on. Jonathan S, Rachel R, Rachel H, and Jack K. Glad you guys are on, man. I love you. Put on where you're from when you can, guys. I can identify you better. Just really appreciate all you guys watching. I'm just swipping through a couple more here. David, David S, and Travis, my brother from church. Love you guys. Glad you're on. God bless you. Like and share this as much as you can. Like and share this Facebook has been smashing the living crap out of me and many others. They've been trying to listen. We've had literally five times as many people watching. I've noticed it happen. My brother, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, America's evangelist, one of the best preachers on the planet for me. There's two awesome preachers. Rodney Howard Brown and Jonathan Shuttlesworth to me are the best two preachers in America. And they just kicked Jonathan Shuttlesworth off YouTube at least for a week. And I've watched other people's numbers, too, be dramatically affected. They're just smashing it. 
No matter how many friends I add onto my private Facebook page, I can't get above 4,980. It will not let me. I've added, I had 5,000 for six, eight months straight. And suddenly it shot down to uh, 4,970. And ever since then, no matter what, I've, I've added now over the last two months, two to three months, 200 to 250 people. And you know how many I've gained? Six. That's what's going on. That's the truth. And you know who's being added to Joe Biden's future cabinet? Facebook and Google employees as we speak. I put that out in the podcast last Saturday. All right, Daily Caller tweet. Here we go. I told you. Same old, same old. Who is that? Oh, there she is. Miss Voter Fraud herself, Stacey Abrams, continued to not wear a mask inside the Georgia Capitol as the presiding officer. Look at She's the only one not wearing a mask. You know why? Because what's good for thee is not good for me. She's part of the bourgeois elite. She's one of the biggest fraudsters. She has already coagulated 1.8 million absentee ballots. Absentee ballots for Georgia. Already for the upcoming runoff on January 5th. All right, Charlie Kirk tweet. Andrew Cuomo is the highest paid governor in America right now. Retweet if he shouldn't receive a single dime while his lockdowns keep millions of New Yorkers from earning a paycheck. See, here's the thing. You know what would solve everything right now? This would solve everything. And listen, those right now the Republicans control the Senate. They should start maybe start the bill right there and put out a bill that any politician that advocates lockdowns should not receive a paycheck until those lockdowns are released. Why not? You know, I thought we were in this uh, together. You know, I love the COVID rhetoric. Let me make sure you understand when I say love, I mean hate. Love the COVID rhetoric. Uh, Alone together. We're in this together. We're alone together. Show somebody how much you love them by not going to see them. That's the COVID rhetoric. Straight from George Soros. Show somebody. Show This is from, this is from uh, Andrew Cuomo. You know, you can show somebody how much you love them this Thanksgiving. Don't go see them. Well, that sounds right out of the pit of hell. You know, let's show somebody. Just let's show everybody how much we love them by never going to see them. But that's what should be passed right now. Pass that bill. You notice how not one Republican, not one Democrat, none of them who have advocated for lockdowns. And everyone needs to understand this. There is people whose business lives, fiscal lives are over. You understand what it's like. Do you understand what it's like? Because I don't. Hence the reason I don't advocate advocate for lockdowns. I don't understand what it would be like to go from making 30, 40, 50, 100, $150,000 a year to welfare. Your business gone forever. There, you know that 40% of American businesses are closed right now, most of them permanently? 40%. 40%. Maybe it's not that way in your town, but it is that way nationally. So you might be, well, you know, we're, we're, we're alone together. You know, I'm going to show everybody how much I love them by blowing them off permanently in life. That works for you because you're still getting a paycheck. Not one politician has lost a paycheck yet. Not one pastor who's closed the church has lost a paycheck yet. Joel Osteen got $4.4 million in PPP money, triple P money, paycheck protection program money. Yeah, they don't lose any money. All those that they're advocating, their businesses are closed. Listen, if you stop paying your rent, you know what happens? 
Uh, eviction. That's what happens. All right, next one. Donald, Donald Trump Jr. tweet. The Dem hacks shutting down small businesses don't lose their jobs or paychecks. The members of the media supporting shutdown don't lose their jobs or paychecks. But the small business owners and workers trying to provide for their families get screwed again. Total, you know what? All right, Mark Simone tweet. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo bans indoor dining in New York, but looks the other way when SNL, Saturday Night Live, and Jimmy Fallon have a live studio audience. Hey, bourgeois elitism. Just like the Larry Elder video I showed you, and we got more of those coming. What's good for me is not good for thee, and what's good for thee is not good for me. For every show and never say says a word about the 200 people crammed together in an airline airline cabin 25,000 times a day. Ridiculous. Absolutely right. Dave Rubin tweet. Actually, not only politicians, but all the middle management morons that are making decisions to close our businesses. The woman who was deciding to vote to close outdoor restaurants in L.A., the one I just showed you, who then ate at an outdoor restaurant makes $250,000 a year. You know how much she makes still? Uh, $250,000 a year. You know how much the lockdowns have cost her? Zero. She's not missed one paycheck. You, I mean, people's businesses are over. Their kids are on welfare. Imagine if that was you. And you're what well, you're, you Christians, here in Southwest Florida. Well, you tick me off the most. Like I need to be ticked off anymore than I already am. You tick me off the most. The ones that I see in my own local community. Rodney Howard Brown got arrested, really bought the, paid the price for every pastor in the nation, but really, I mean, even more so in the state of Florida, you never needed to close. And there you are strapping your stupid masks, walking around, thinking you're saving lives alone together and all the crap that you espouse. You sound just like the world, even though you were commanded in Romans chapter 12, verse two, to not conform to the pattern of the world. You're conforming to the pattern of the world. They closed, you closed. You're not supposed to partner with unbelievers. You're not supposed to be yoked together with unbelievers. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 15. But yet here you are being a community partner and a good neighbor. You tick me off the most. All these people are losing everything. And you are sitting there strapping on with your fake virtue. Put strapping on your masks. Because your church is closed. You don't care about people at all. At all. I want you to think about if it was you. The day that it happened to you, you'd come to this lunatic side. Yeah, you would. All right, Cat Turd tweet. Favorite name on Twitter, Cat Turd. Reminder, not one tyrant, Democrat, mayor, or governor has missed a paycheck yet. Tom, you're being redundant. That's correct, on purpose. LifeNews.com. Schools are closed. Businesses are closing down. People can't attend church. Workers are getting laid off. Thousands of seniors have died. But Andrew Cuomo can have a birthday bash fundraiser for himself with Hollywood elite friends. What a horrible human being. Yeah, put up the invite. There it is. Go ahead and go. You know, only it'll cost you. It'll only cost you. What's the, what do we got there? 6 p.m. Thank you, Aaron. You're awesome. 5,000. 5,000. I got it. 5,000 for a friend. 2500 for a patron, 1000 for a guest. You know, if you're a friend of Andrew, you can get in for five grand. Woohoo! Man, that's good stuff. Speaking of that, Larry Elder, number two, uh, 244. Play it for me. Number nine, Denver Mayor Michael Hancock. And Mayor Hancock now is back in Denver. We were just talking about traveling. 
The mayor has apologized for traveling over Thanksgiving, flying out of DIA on Wednesday morning to go spend the holiday with his wife and daughter in Mississippi. In a virtual sit down with our Marshall Zellinger over the weekend, the mayor said he hopes the people of Denver will accept his apology. I'm going to start with this top question that viewers have been asking us since Wednesday. Will you resign? No. No, no equivocation. Do you feel like that's no. even an appropriate no. question? No, no. Listen, I have not broken any laws. Um, I, I went against a policy advisement um, that even I gave out. Um, and it was unwise. It was hypocritical. It was a mistake that I deeply regret and, um, and deeply apologize for. <laughs> Number eight, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. The last thing that Mayor Lightfoot wanted to talk about today was getting a haircut, and she didn't do a whole lot of talking about it, but she certainly didn't apologize for it either. She's begged, lashed out, and used humor to try and get people to stay at home to stop the spread of COVID-19. Hey, Viv, what's up? Um, I'm bored. You're not bored. You're saving lives. Oh, my gosh, I want to puke. But a photo that surfaced on social <laughs> media showing the mayor after getting a trim has some asking, what about me? The mayor was asked at least twice about the haircut this afternoon. I'm out in the public eye, and you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who, I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. I'm not able to do that myself, and so Neither I got a haircut. Else, and I'm not what sort of shampoo is this? Number seven, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. I participated in a march yesterday. We couldn't always observe six feet apart, but we were wearing masks the whole time. We were had uh, ample uh, use of hand sanitizer. We never shook hands. We didn't high five or hug the way that we usually would greet one another. But I thought that it was um, an important moment to show my support and, and show a unified um, leadership out of out of the executive office of, of the governor and the lieutenant governor and I joined that. Just like crazy Nancy Pelosi, your governor is a liberal hypocrite who lives by a different <laughs> set of rules. Her husband was caught oh, trying to put guy. his boat in the water on Memorial Day weekend while she was ordering the people of Michigan to stay in their homes and forcing businesses into bankruptcy left and right. Number six, Jim Kinney. I'll bring it back to me. We'll do six in a little bit. All right. Just on the further on the hypocrite train rhode island's democratic governor caught maskless at a wine bar after telling people to stay home there she is now she's told everybody you have to stay home look at her maskless at a wine bar that see it's all fake back to me real quick Aaron, to keep that ready to go do you see this christians i'm talking to christians first because judgment begins in the house of the lord do you see this you're, you wearing a mask is simply a sign of compliance. Your virtue is compliance if you wear a mask. That's all that you are is a compliant little dog because they don't even care. Do you understand where your mask mandates come from? They come from the baby butchers like this hack. You can put her picture back up. 
The latest liberal hypocrite politician to get busted is Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, who was photographed at a wine bar after telling everyone else to stay home. Governor Raimondo not only went out, she also didn't bother wearing a mask, as you can see. Four days before her wine excursion, you can throw her tweet up, Aaron. There it is. There's her tweet she put up. It's it's week two of our pause. There you go. That's more COVID language for you. The pause. You know, let me hear back to me real quick. Keep that handy. The pause, right? The 14 days, the flatten the curve. Yeah, we're on day one, uh, 284 of that now. Just so everybody knows, we're, we're 270 days past 14, 15 days to flatten the curve. Just so everybody knows. So that here comes another uh, a pause from Gina Romano. But does she have to pause? Absolutely not. I know it's been hard, but I want to thank every Rhode Islander who's following our guidance. Please stay home except for essential activities like sipping wine at a wine bar. Those are, that's fine. And wear a mask. Was she wearing a mask? Flip back, Aaron. Uh, no, not at all. There you go, Christians. Nice job. Let me bring it back to me. Nice job complying to this garbage. And listen, all of the Republicans and even conservative pundits would just stop calling it the greatest plague that's ever hit. Quit honoring it. Well, Tom, the 300,000 people have died. Why do we have no excess deaths then? According to John Hopkins University, uh, that, that conservative bastion of ideology, uh, opposite of that, there's no excess deaths. What did we have as of the end of November? You ready? 2.5 million deaths. How many deaths did we have total last year? Uh, 2.9 million. So unless 400,000 Americans die in one month, which is never going to happen, even with the Great Plague, all they've done is reattribute deaths from one column to the other. Anybody with, there's false COVID tests, lots of people with false COVID, people in hospice, people who died of strokes, died in car crashes, died of shootings, died of alcohol poisons, all been caught. It's absolutely been caught over and over and over again. Pennsylvania, that bastion of integrity, had to change 200 deaths back off of COVID after they got caught. It's all garbage. Take that face stupid diaper off of your face and start manning up, whether you're a man or a woman, start manning up. All right, Tucker Carlson. He's talking here about what I brought this up on, uh, on what is this today? It's Thursday, on Saturday. <laughs> on Saturday, about George Gascon, the L.A. District Attorney. This is happening all over the country. We're going to go into some detail on this. Play for me, Aaron. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. We paid close attention to a number of big elections recently. But it turns out that many of the most important elections are the ones you hear nothing about. The news media barely covers them. Most voters don't know they're happening. As a result of this, a small group of committed extremists gets to control the outcome of those elections, often with disastrous results. It happens all the time. Bill de Blasio, for example, is a very famous person, but he was elected to his current term as mayor with the support of 8.5% of all New Yorkers. De Blasio then used that non-mandate from a totally non-representative Potemkin election to completely destroy the biggest city in our country. That's not democracy as we were taught it. Yet increasingly, it's how things work here. George Soros understands that. Soros has an eye for vulnerabilities. He became extraordinarily rich by finding ways to exploit the weaknesses in systems that he did not himself build. In the early 1990s, Soros became a billionaire by shorting the British pound, crushing the Bank of England in the process. 
He went on to repeat those tactics in other financial crises in countries around the world. And then George Soros turned his attention to the United States, where he decided he would fundamentally change our society. Soros began funding politicians and political initiatives that had very little popular support. But because so few were paying attention to what he was doing, he often got his way. On those rare occasions when Soros was criticized for doing this, for subverting our democracy, he and his allies in the news media screamed bigotry. He was yet another oppressed billionaire victim of discrimination. And mostly that tactic works because it always works. So he kept doing it. If you're wondering why so many people are being robbed, raped, and killed in American cities right now, George Soros is part of the reason for that. Soros has funded the campaigns of left-wing extremists in district attorney races all over the country, in cities like Philadelphia, St. Louis, Chicago, Boston. Traditionally, a prosecutor's job is to enforce the law, but Soros wanted rigid ideologues who would refuse to do that and instead let murderers and rapists go free while allowing our society itself to degrade and collapse. In Los Angeles, Soros won his biggest victory so far. In the most recent election, Soros backed a candidate for district attorney called George Gascon. Soros spent more than $2 million on Gascon's campaign. The 90-year-old Hungarian was Gascon's single biggest donor by far. In the end, Gascon won. What happened next was the entire point of the exercise. Gascon stopped enforcing the law in Los Angeles. Yesterday, we learned that he is now moving to dismiss all sentencing enhancements against an alleged double murderer, a man who's accused of murdering a Los Angeles sheriff's deputy called Joseph Solano, shooting him in the back of the head last year. That would make, if this change goes through, that man, the man suspected of a double murder, including of a police officer, eligible for parole. And that's back to me real quick. We'll go back to Tucker here in just a second. So what's happening is, is that George Soros is spending copious amounts of money, I mean literally millions upon tens of millions of dollars, on electing district attorneys, state attorneys throughout the country. Here's the list that I've compiled so far. Kim Gardner, the McCloskey prosecutor, has since been removed off the case. St. Louis, elected by George Soros. Keisha Bottoms, Atlanta mayor, prosecuting Derek Wolf for first-degree murder for a justif totally justifiable shooting, the one that happened in the Wendy's parking lot in Atlanta. Everybody's forgotten about. She's a Soros acolyte. She speaks for the Open Society Foundation herself. Kim Fox, Chicago prosecutor, that's the one who, who dropped the charges against Jesse Smollett. Larry Krasner, uh, Kim Fox was elected by George Soros. Uh, what do I mean by elected? He was a major campaign contributor to Kim Gardner, to Kim Fox. Keisha Bottoms speaks for him at the Open Society Foundation. Look at these cities, Atlanta, St. Louis, Chicago, Larry Krasner. Oh, where does he go? Uh, Philadelphia which just pretty much elected Joe Biden. Homicides are up 12% since he took over. What a great job Lair's doing. Uh, George Soros, major contributor to his campaign. George Gascon, the one to just mentioned, now the L.A. District Attorney, formerly the San Francisco District Attorney, who turned San Francisco upside down. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, George Soros spent $2 million on his campaign. Chesa Bowden, who's now the San Francisco DA, was also elected by George Soros. Conspiracy theories. Really? All of this is open information. All of this is public information. You can pull it up yourself, Democrats. Pull it up. George Soros was the major contributor to all of these campaigns. Let me read you this from Dr. Steve Turley. 
Countries that have banned George Soros. These are countries that have kicked George Soros out. Hungary, Poland, Macedonia, Russia, the Philippines, Brazil, Singapore, Pakistan, and Turkey have all kicked George Soros out. But yet in America, he's still allowed to contribute millions of bond, tens of millions to district attorney's race. And, and, and other thing he likes to do too is secretary of state elections. I'm not saying he did this with Raffensperger. I don't know yet. But let's just people like Raffensperger. He's the Raffensperger's controlling the Secretary of State for Georgia is controlling the entire thing. He's not la- allowing forensic audits. He's not allowing forensic recounts. He's not allowing anything. I wonder why Bradley Raffensperger, but George Soros is behind this. Why? Because you can actually have Antifa and Black Lives Matter running throughout the streets in Seattle, running throughout the streets in Portland, and never prosecute any of them, which is ostensibly what is happening. All right, play the second part of the video for me. You should know that is what's happening in this case is not unusual, and it won't be going forward. George Gascon has promised to stop seeking enhancements in every case that comes before his office, in all of Los Angeles, our second biggest city. Now, normally, in a functioning society, prosecutors are allowed, if they wish, to seek longer prison terms for criminals who inflict great bodily harm, for example, on their victims, or those who carry out gang assass- assassinations in public. George Gascon is getting rid of those additional penalties, along with cash bail and the death penalty. Now, why is he doing this? It's very simple. George Gascon, like the billionaires who made his current job possible, is removed enough personally from the consequences of crime that he can identify, powerfully identify, with the criminals rather than with their many victims. We criminalize behavior largely associated with poverty, loitering, Drinking in public, public intoxication, possession of drugs and paraphernalia, (laughs) and more. So poverty causes crime. That's an idea that has no support whatsoever in actual social science. There's no evidence for that at all. But it's the kind of thing that half-wits learn in college, repeat, and when they get power, turn into policy. The irony is we know exactly what policies like Gascon is imposing on Los Angeles will do and who they will hurt. They will affect people who live in the neighborhoods with the most crime, and those are the poorest neighborhoods. We know that will happen because it's happened before, and George Gascon did it. George Gascon was the district attorney in San Francisco for eight years, from 2011 to 2019. Over his tenure, the city of San Francisco recorded the third highest rate of violent crime in all of California. San Francisco's rate of property crimes increased by 37 percent. 2017, the city of San Francisco, which is not a big place, reported 31,000 car burglaries as the worst year in the history of the city. All right, back to me. So there you go. That's what Soros is doing all over the place. Here's one I haven't proved yet. I have suspicions, but Letitia James out of New York. Now, she's the one who's promising to even go after Trump after you know he leaves office, which she thinks is going to be in January, which it's not. From the Gateway Pundit 12-9, deranged Marxist in New York, Attorney General Letitia James vows to press charges against President Trump after he leaves office. She'll make up charges later. Joseph Stalin's henchman, Laverently, once famously said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. This is today's Democratic Party. This is when this was put out. Letitia James went on The View and promised the unhinged mob she would go after President Trump and his family even if he pardoned himself. This is a Joel Fisher tweet. 
First listen to this profanity language. Now imagine a conservative would have said this and Obama is president. She is the newly elected attorney general of New York. Play it for me. And what would you say to people who say, oh, I'm not going to bother to register to vote because my voice doesn't make a difference or I'm just one person? I say one, I say one name, Donald Trump. That should motivate you. Get off your ass and vote. Will you, will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. I love it. He probably does already. There you go. Letitia James, Attorney General of the State of New York. New York, you ought to be proud. All right, Newsmax video. Now listen, I want to put some context on this really quick. This is a law enforcement officer who was unjustly prosecuted because her dog bit somebody. And this is, I'm going to, I'll explain more about this afterwards, but this is why I keep telling people, not telling people, I keep telling cops in Philadelphia, Portland, Atlanta, Seattle, Liberal town, St. Louis, get out of there. They will uh, cop right here, 25 years, 1992 to 2017, right here. I'm telling you as a brother in blue, get out of these cities or this could happen to you. This is in St. John's County, Maryland, basically D.C. Or no, it's Prince George's County. Prince George's County. I might make sure I got it. Yeah, Prince George's County in Maryland, which borders D.C., and this is what happened to her play for me. Correct. Um, the incident for which I was um, charged and convicted happened September 21st, 1995. I was a young, brand new police canine handler riding with my police training officer. Uh, we were called to the scene of a nighttime commercial burglary. I used my dog to make an arrest. It was a by the book arrest. Um, the suspect suffered 10 stitches in his calf. Um, there were no complaints by either suspects. My department um, had no issue with the arrest or the use of force that was used that night. Um, and much to my surprise, five years later, one day before the statute of limitations was to expire, my training officer and I were um, indicted for that incident. Uh, at the time, my son um, was very young. Um, when I left for prison, he was three years old. When I got home from prison, he was 12. Um, I went through not only one trial, but two trials. Um, I maintained my innocence. I testified on my own behalf in the first trial. The um, jury acquitted me of one charge and hung me 11 to 1 in favor of acquittal on the remaining charge. And in an unprecedented um, movement, the Department of Justice and the federal government elected to retry me and my training officer. The first trial, uh, the government stuck solely to the facts of the case, and they were unable to secure a conviction. In the second trial, uh, they veered far from the facts of the case and basically uh, went on to do a character assassination of myself. And my training officer was acquitted, and I was the only one convicted. Mm. I was sentenced to 10 years in prison, um, 10 years for a dog bite, 10 years for using a tool that I was trained to use, um, 10 years for doing my job according to my training and education, 10 years for doing my job according to the standard operating procedures of my department at the time and the prevalent police practices of the time. Using a canine in that um, capacity was widely used throughout the region um, at the time. And so people understand, Stephanie, and by the way, thank you for your service. 
and it's, it's clear here that something else was up, that you did your job, and that most of us would be proud to have that work done by an officer like yourself uh, to ensure our safety in the community. It turned into a political issue, didn't it? It turned into something that local officials wanted to make a civil rights issue, and that's why they, they went this route. And, and like you were describing, this was really against all odds. They seemed to have something uh, driving them that had nothing to do with the good job you did, which is why the Fraternal Order of Police are asking for you to be pardoned, even though, folks, she's already served the time in prison. Right, Stephanie? That's correct. And there was definitely agenda, an agenda at the time that was fueled by the uh, state's attorney for Prince George's County at the time and the U.S. attorney um, at the time. And that agenda, in part, was fueled by the Washington Post um, and some very liberal reporting. Um, I was definitely made a scapegoat. Uh, I served my entire sentence. My son was three when I went to prison, 12 years old when I got home. It's been nine years since I've been home from prison. And it's, it's Thanksgiving just wrapped up. We're in the middle of the Christmas holidays and it takes me back to all the Christmases and all the Thanksgivings mm. and all the holidays I missed with my son. And it, it, you, I can never get that back, but I firmly believe that um, a pardon can can provide some sense of justice for, for right, back me. To me. She's looking for a pardon from President Trump and should absolutely get one. Remember, this is all that happened. She sent her dog in, had a guy inside of a building, sent her dog in on a burglary call, which, by the way, she's absolutely correct. Our law enforcement careers overlapped. I never knew her or anything like that, but our careers were the same years, as you can tell by the, the years that she put in there. So most of her, well... Most of my career, she was or a big, big portion of my career. She was in prison. Dogs are always did that. The guy got a dog bite on his calf, so got ten stitches, and she spent one year in prison for every stitch that he got. And not her own department didn't charge her. Her own department didn't investigate her. Nothing. And on the day before the statute of limitations ran out on whatever crap charge they put on her they end up charging her with a crime i want you to think about it. again it's just like what i said if you don't understand what it's like to lose your job because of covid or lose your business because of covid laws covid totalitarianism you don't understand what it's like to go to prison i don't hence the reason i don't live a hypocritical lifestyle and throw people in prison for doing nothing she did nothing absolutely nothing everybody else is acquitted but her they, they acquit her the first time. Did you hear what they said the first time? She was completely acquitted on one charge and 11 to 1 in favor of acquitting her on the other charge. And the state attorney, probably funded by George Soros, re retried her again. That is absolutely unprecedented. It never happens. And he noticed what she said. The first trial was all on the facts. They couldn't get any sort of conviction on that. Basically totally acquitted with the exception of one idiot juror. So totally and completely acquitted, basically. So then they turn it into a civil rights issue. This is why I am telling you, police officers, I'm not telling you not to be a cop. I'm telling you, you had better get out of areas like this. Washington, D.C., where your mayor is Muriel Bowser. Get the heck out of there. You'll go. I want you to think about what it'd be like. Ten, pris ten years in prison for a dog bite, a justifiable dog bite. She was a canine handler. 10 years in prison. You can't touch your wife 10 years. Think about that. Be like, men. Plenty of men around, though. 
Enjoy that. Ten years. You don't think it'll happen to you? Ask Derek Roth in Atlanta right now being charged with first-degree murder on a justifiable shooting. Caught on video. Ask Kyle Rittenhouse right now. Kenosha, Wisconsin. I know he's not a cop. Anybody watch the video? There's no murder in those videos. He's got got charged with three counts of first-degree murder. Get out of these places. It could happen to you. Get out while you can. Retire. Take your money. You're like, I'm not at full retirement. Take all that you can. Move to Texas. Move to Florida. Get a cop job somewhere else. All right, Sebastian Gorka tweet. Are you ready? Also courtesy of Andy No. Antifa block Antifa black block chased a man into an alley in Sacramento, California, beat him with weapons yesterday. Their comrades tried to stop journalists uh, from filming. Play it for me. Didn't stop them enough. Don't want to be a cop in these cities. They will not back you up. They will not back you up in these cities. And look what's happening. This is America, everybody. It's a normal street. This is America. Like Sebastian Gorka asks, are you ready? You ready to live like this? Look at this. This is America. Where are the criminal charges? Who's been arrested? If you were a cop and you stepped in right now and a guy came at you with a club, you bring it back to me, a guy comes at you with a club right now and you shot him because he's trying to beat you in the head with a club. You think that go? that's probably Portland. Is that Portland? No, Sacramento. I don't know who the... Who the mayor is there. If that's Portland, it's Teddy Wheeler, it's D.C., it's Muriel Bowser, it's Atlanta, it's Keisha Bottoms. If it's New York and it's Billy de Blasio, you think they're going to back you up or put you in prison for 10 years? Think about it. 10 years. That girl was in prison for 10 years. She goes in. Her son is three. She gets out. Her son is 12. Think about that. Get out of these places. They will not back you up. Daryl Steinberg. Yeah, I wonder what his political affiliations are in Sacramento. I don't want a bad mouth. He might be a Republican. I doubt it. All right, PJ Media tweet. Senator Joe Manchin says no Democrats support defunding police. <laughs> Woo! Boy, people are stupid. Has he met the Democratic Party? I got a list for him here. New York City, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, Dallas and Austin have all called for almost, almost the, they've all called for, for defunding the police. Minneapolis is in the, is in the throes of trying it right now. Things are going great for them as their murder rate and robbery rate and violent crime rate has gone through the roof. All right, Andy, no tweet. Large group of BLM, BLM protesters marched last night in Columbus, Ohio. Man, Columbus. Woo, this is fun. Just happening all over the nation. Play it for me. And what are they saying, everybody? It's Goebbels Media. All you got to do is gaslight, put out lies, repeat them. That's what gaslighting means. Lie, repeat it over and over and over again, and people will go ahead and espouse it themselves. They're still saying, hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot, right? That's what they're saying. That never happened, by the way, ever. That never happened. That was Ferguson, Wisconsin, Michael Brown. He never said hands. Nothing, there was never, his hands were never up. When he was shot, not at all. He was shot as he was trying to pull the gun out of the officer's holster. That's when he was shot. Not hands up, don't shoot. People are, I mean, they're clowns. 
They've been Goebbels, they've been Goebbels media and they just repeat. They're just dunces. Absolutely. Their brain is vacuous of gray matter. They just, they just tell me like a parrot. Here's what you're going to say. Hands up. Don't shoot. Come on, repeat it. Hands up. Don't shoot. Come on, speak, doggy. Rip, rip. That's what they are. All right, from Law Officer. That's a website. Michigan official who earlier this year received an award from the state's Democratic Party is now facing six felony charges for reportedly forging records and falsely making absentee ballots as valid as invalid during the 2018 election. Sherakia Hawkins, 38, city clerk for the city of Southfield, was arrested Monday after the Oakland County Clerk's Office no- noticed discrepancies in voter counts while certifying absentee ballots from Southfield. State police investigated and found that records had been altered so that nearly 200 voter files were improperly listed as invalid. See, folks, it does happen. If you actually maybe look at the evidence, maybe, you know, Supreme Court, you know, John Roberts, Elena Kagan, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch. Maybe you ought to look at the evidence. You ever thought about it? Maybe you ought to look at it? Yeah. Rudy Giuliani tweet. The report submitted to Atrium County, Michigan. Court discovered a 68% error rate in the votes cast. That was an 81.96 rejection rate in the votes cast. The adjudication and security Records are missing in violation of state law. <laughs> Amazing! All the evidence is gone. What, what, what an unbelievable coinkadink. All the evidence is gone. All the forensic evidence is gone. That's what an amazing thing that just happened. And do you see what it was? Is they actually set the machine at a 68% error rate, which ended up putting out an 80-something, 81% error rate, which sent them all to adjudication. So what happened in Atrium County, Michigan, is that 81% of the ballots were then only seen by Democratic poll workers, and they adjudicated the ballots. They judged them as Biden or Trump. Oh, I trust that. Just like that security, I mean, just like the elections officials that just got arrested. Those are the ones that are looking at it. This is just a side tweet here. I don't have a picture for it. The Dominion CEO revealed that Michigan failed to adjudicate ballots with errors as high as 68% Atrium County with a bipartisan team as required. So they failed. They're supposed to, whenever you adjudicate ballots, how's it supposed to, supposed to work? Half Republican, half Democrat. Well, what happened there? They failed to do that with a bipartisan team as required by federal law. So if you're Samuel Alito or near Gorsuch, uh, these are all no good numb nuts who refuse to even hear the case at all. These ballots are all no good, but you refuse to see any of this. All of these thousands of ballots who were supposed to be looked at and adjudicated, judged, were supposed to be judged slash adjudicated by Republicans and Democrats were solely adjudicated by Democrats. Oh, I trust all those Democrats, right? They would never lie. Look at Hillary and Bill. All right, Dr. Shiva tweet. First victory in U.S. for election fraud lawsuit. I told you there's one breaking through. Here it is. Federal judge denies Massachusetts Secretary of State Galvin's, uh, Galvin's motion to dismiss my lawsuit that exposes computer algorithms were used to steal votes in my U.S. Senate election that that denies one person, one vote. Case is on. Well, there's one. There's one. Finally, finally, a 
a judge that's not a gelding. Finally. All right, Greg Dazel tweet. I tested the signature match for absentee ballots in Georgia, and it failed. I'm tired of the deniers saying there is no evidence. Signature match doesn't work. Here is your evidence. Is it any surprise only 2011 signatures were rejected out of 1.3 million in November? We must fix this. Look at the look at the signature match. Does that look like a match to you? You know what that's called, Elena Kagan? Do you know what that's called? Sotomayor, I just remembered another Supreme Court justice. You know what that's called? Brett Kavanaugh? Put it back up there, Aaron. That is called evidence. See the name down at the bottom? Gregory Dazel, look at I mean, does that does this does that look like a matching signature to you? Absolutely not. But nobody ever has seen the evidence. All right, back to the two-pronged hypocritical COVID attack. Here's Larry Elder, part three. Play it for me. Left and right. Number six, Jim Kinney, mayor of the city of brotherly love. And as we mentioned, indoor dining in Philadelphia, that won't be back until next Tuesday, September 8th. It's a decision that's left some people in the restaurant industry fuming, if you will. And now Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney is taking some heat after this photo right here popped up on social media. There he is enjoying a meal indoors. And Marilyn, the mayor in that bright blue shirt there, seated at that table inside the restaurant. This was posted yesterday by chef and restaurant owner Mark Vetri. And in the post, Vetri wrote, quote, glad you're enjoying indoor dining with no social distancing or mask wearing in Maryland, while restaurants here in Philly close, suffer and fight for every nickel just to survive. I guess all your press briefings and your narrative of unsafe indoor dining don't apply to you. Thank you for clearing it all up. Number five, New Mexico Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. I get it. Staying oh, at home right, is hard. It is incredibly hard. April 3rd. I need you to do better. But just days after that news conference, a week before Easter, News 13 has learned Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham called an employee at Lily Barack on Paseo to buy expensive jewelry. It was bought over the phone, but the employee went to the closed store, got the jewelry, and placed it outside the door of the store, where someone who knew the governor picked it up. This, according to the person who runs Lily Barack stores, who said she didn't know about it until after it happened, and said no one was allowed in the stores at that time. The governor refused an on-camera interview. Number four, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. You received a lot of criticism for going to the gym today. Do you want to explain your thoughts sure. on that? And then if Dr. Barbo or a medical professional wants to weigh in on how safe that was. Absolutely. I knew in advance that it was a very socially distanced situation. There was almost no one there. I had heard that information prior. Um, I suspected that we were all going to be about to close them down and this would be the last chance to get some exercise. I got no exercise whatsoever over the weekend. I was in this building uh, a huge percentage of the time. I need exercise to be able to stay healthy and make decisions. I'm going to figure out some new way to do it going forward. I did not for a moment think there was anything problematic because I knew the and dynamics. Close the gym down and again, side. I have to stay healthy. So Seriously, you guys have a park. You live in the middle of a park. You don't need to not essentially travel to Brooklyn. Come on, you wouldn't even open roads for people of all backgrounds. <laughs> I love the music I'm not going to give background. it a break. 
Like, this, this is selfish behavior. <laughs> this is so terribly selfish. You call yourself a progressive, but you chauffeur yourself to Brooklyn. <laughs> All right, you can bring it back to me. All right, Michelle Malkin tweet. They don't even hide it. 1.2 million. I said 1.8. I was wrong. 1.2 million. Stacey Abrams brags she has tons of absentee ballots for the runoff. There she is. A- Stacey Abrams putting out as many fraudulent votes as she possibly can. Now, listen, on this next video, this is a, an Australian political figure. He stands in front of basically their par- parliament or their house of representatives, whatever their lingo is, and he actually tests. He uses a COVID test on a glass of Coca-Cola, a glass of Coca-Cola, and it turns out to be positive for COVID. So you believe every day there's new cases, there's new spikes every day. You can't trust one COVID test. What what happened with, uh, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of the name, uh, Elon Musk. That's all I get in my head was Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. Elon Musk took four, took four COVID tests. Two were positive, two were, two were negative. Tom Wolf, the illustrious totalitarian killer of the elderly, governor of Pennsylvania, he took a COVID test last Tuesday, was positive. The following Thursday, two days later, was negative. You can't trust these things. I'm going to have Aaron just blow through this thing. I just want you to get, oh, I said Australia again. Dadgummit. Austria. Austria. That's tough, though. Australia, Austria. This is an Austrian Austrian politician play for me here. We're just going to run through it real quick just so you get the feel of it. Ich werde jetzt hier live in während meiner Wortmeldung einen Corona-Test direkt aus einem Ministerium, mit dem auch die Massentests in einem Ministerium durchgeführt werden. Insofern I get some more COVID material on there. There you go. Und wie wertlos dieser Test ist, den werden wir am Ende meiner Rede sehen, wenn das Ergebnis vorliegt, sehr geehrte Damen und Herren. Sie sprechen von Blödsinn, bezahlen tut das die Bevölkerung. All right, so now he's torqued off. You can bring it back to me. I just wanted you to get the feel of it because I wanted you to see that it was real. That test came out positive for COVID on Coca-Cola. Yeah, that you can really, you can just trust all these tests from China. All right, Newsmax tweet. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf institutes draconian lockdown. I didn't give you this one, Aaron. I don't think I gave you this one. I just want you to know that back in Pennsylvania, everyone says 200, I mean, 14, 15 days to flatten the curve, depending on which number you believe in. It doesn't matter. Tom Wolf, because of the spikes in Corona from a bunch of tests that don't actually work, he instituted another draconian lockdown. Same in Virginia, same in California, same in in. Basically, any liberal state you could possibly name. Of course, New York. Of course, New Jersey. Based on what exactly? Coke tests? All right, Jim Hoff tweet. Stunning photos. Joe Biden holds parking lot rally for Ossoff and Warnock at empty warehouse. Where are the people? This guy got 81 million votes. Here's some pictures for you. There's the stuff. Look at that rally. Look at all the people there. Woo! Look at all those people there. That's good. Now let's let's show let's show it let's show Joey talking. Here he is talking at the rally. Oh, Georgia. Man, do you Georgia feel the back. power? Do you Woo! feel it? <laughs> There's nobody there. Do you feel the 81 million people voted for this guy, right? Do you feel the power? Look, here's to, here's the entrance to it. Nobody there. All right, here's two ladies walking down the side. Look at the crowd. Look at the throngs coming in. Look at the throngs coming in to the Biden rally. This is in Georgia, so you can. 
you know, try to elect Ossoff and Warnock. Let me just go on the record and saying, listen, everybody needs to vote. I know that it's corrupt. You still need to vote. You've got to vote in Georgia. You got to go and vote. You've got to get Loeffler and Purdue elected. It's got to happen. May not be big fans of either one. I'm not. Not a big fan of Loeffler. Not a big fan of Purdue, but they are both pro-life. They both at least tacitly vote conservative. So we got to go for them because they're certainly better. Listen, Ossoff and Warnock, and especially Warnock, are absolute libtard monsters. They cannot be in the Senate. They cannot. When, when, when Trump is sworn in on January 20th, Trump is sworn in. Trump is sworn in on January 20th. I do not want Warnock and Ossoff in the Senate. Does this picture make any sense to anybody? Empty churches all over the country, but full airplanes. Explain to me how that makes any sense whatsoever. What's good for thee is not good for me. That's how it makes sense. Tom Elliott tweet. Bill Gates on COVID. Even through 2022, we should be prepared for life to not return to normal. Says, sadly, it's appropriate for bars and restaurants to close over the next four to six months as he flies around on private jets and has his meals made for him by his private chef every day. It really doesn't matter when you're, made, when you're worth $121 billion. I guess it doesn't matter. But it does matter to the bar owners, to the restaurant owners, who now have absolutely nothing, who actually really do actually face starving. Unless they get on the government dole. Play it for me, Aaron. People in California are right now under brand new stay-at-home orders uh, as hospitals there uh, risk being overwhelmed. Um, there are a lot of governors uh, who oppose bringing back these lockdown orders and forcing businesses cl- to close. What do you think? Do you think more states need to consider taking that kind of drastic action and the kind of drastic action we saw when the pandemic first began? Or can there be a more nuanced approach? Well, certainly mask wearing uh, has essentially no downside. They're not expensive. Bars and restaurants in most of the country will be closed as we go into this wave. And I think, sadly, that's appropriate. Depending on how severe it is, the decision about schools is much more complicated because they're, you know, the benefits are pretty high. The amount of transmission is not the same as in restaurants and bars. So, uh you know, trade-offs will have to be made, but this the next four to six months uh, really call on us uh, to, to do our best because we can see that this will end and you don't want, you know, somebody you love to be the last to die of coronavirus. When do you think oh my. life will fully return to what we thought of as normal back in January? No masks, no social software distancing, uh, no other protective hey, software measures geek. necessary. What do you think? Certainly by the summer, we'll be way closer to normal than we are now. But even through early 2022, unless we help other countries get rid of this disease and we get high vaccination rates in our country, the risk of reintroduction will be there. And of course, the global economy will be uh, slowed down, which hurts America economically in a pretty dramatic way. So we'll have starting in the summer, about nine months where a few things like big public gatherings uh, will still be restricted. But, you know, we can see now that somewhere between 12 to 18 months, and we have a chance if we manage it well uh, to get back to normal. 
Oh, yeah. Let's just ask the software geek. How does he know anything about this? All he's done is successfully paralyzed 496,000 people in the country of India. Right now, is a Supreme Court case pending on him as he was expelled out of that country. That's an absolute fact. Go to RFK Jr.'s website and read all about it. Let me read you some quick hitters here. A paper, this is from RT Question More, a paper that analyzed the results of a massive lockdown of COVID-19 testing drive that included nearly every eligible resident of Wuhan. China has found no evidence that positive cases without symptoms spread the disease. One of the things you're going to be hearing, the reason why I read that to you, is you're going to be hearing people say now, all the experts like Billy Gates and all the rest of them, all the liberal media, even after people take the vaccine, which by the way, you don't just take one. You got to go twice. You got to get two doses of the vaccine that even then you still have to wear a mask. You still have to be locked down because even though you are now negative, you could be a carrier of the disease. Even though this, this study right here says those without symptoms, really it's never been proven that those without symptoms even spread the disease. It really was proven in here that they didn't. From LifeSet News, something about the vaccine. Children might also be affected by the COVID vaccine through developing multi-system inflammatory syndrome, which the CDC notes is connected to COVID-19. However, the Mayo Clinic gives more detail, explaining that whilst most children with COVID-19 have only a mild illness, those who develop MISC, again, multi-system inflammatory syndrome. In other words, why in the world would you ever vaccinate your kids against something they'll never catch? And I know Christian people are going to line up and vaccinate their four-year-olds and their three-year-olds and their six-year-olds. I know they are. And you can get way more dire consequences from the vaccine than you would ever get from COVID. But again, Jesus said, In John chapter 8, verse 45, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me, which is unfathomable and really ununderstandable to me, but it's the truth. Because when I see truth, I go with it. Even if it hurts me, I go with it. Breaking 9-11 tweet. New York City uh, Mayor de Blasio threatens another shutdown. Unfortunately, and I don't say it with anything but sorrow, let me ask you this. Why would he say it that way? Why would he say it Put it back up there and I'll just talk over it. Why would he say, I don't say it with anything but sorrow? You know why he's having to say this? Because people question his motives. Why? Because he's a little totalitarian hack. He was actually, if you remember what Tucker said, he was elected with 8% of New York's vote and he's destroying the city. Play the video for me. Here's what I think we're seeing. The governor spoke about this in the Times interview the other day. Uh, Clearly these numbers that I went over a moment ago, they're going in the wrong direction. Uh, we are just on the verge of a huge breakthrough with the vaccine, but we're also dealing with a second wave. We've got to beat it back. We've got to protect lives. We've got to protect our hospitals. So I think, unfortunately, I don't say it with anything but sorrow, but I do think it's needed. We're going to need to do uh, some kind of shutdown in the weeks ahead, something that resembles the pause we were in in it is. the spring. And I think it will be overwhelmingly what we saw then. There may be some adjustments, Henry. Thank you, brother. There it is. COVID language is nothing like, you know, similar to the pause we had before. Yeah. All right. Life side news. I'm trying to get to more of this stuff. And so you can see it. Mexico approves biometric ID card. And it causes all, all, both small and great, rich and poor, 
to, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except him who has the mark or the number of his name or the name of the beast. Nobody can do it. Oh, don't, don't worry, Christians. Don't worry. This has nothing to do with Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. Nothing to do with it at all. It actually says, he, uh, this is wisdom. He who has understanding, calculate the number of the beast. Don't, you just strap on your mask and you don't even question None of this, none of this seems in any way similar to, to you, to the word of God. Maybe it's because your church doesn't preach the Bible. Maybe it's because your church's ideologies and sounds very similar to covetology. We're going to take a pause. Don't do life alone. Look together alone. Maybe, is that what your church sounds like? Put that back up there. Look at this. Mexico approves biometric ID card to help address demographic demographic changes. A new general population law enables a government database that has Mexicans' personal data, including an individual's unique physical characteristics. Don't you worry at all, Christians. Just keep on caving. Just keep on caving. When I did the video about Rodney Howard Brown back in April, where I was really torqued about him getting arrested. I said that Christians would knock out of the way non-Christians to receive the mark of the beast. I am not kidding. They will. I'm telling you right now, you will see it. You will see Christians absolutely like a fullback on a veer dive, knocking unsaved people out of the way to receive the mark of the beast. They will watch because they're, they, they're supposed to know the Bible and you don't even know it. Or you know it. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I, was, I will also reject you. Hosea chapter four, verse six. You're supposed to know it. And even if you do know it, it's right in front of your face and you don't see it. Just, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just get the kids in the minivan. Get your juice boxes and your fruit roll-ups together and everybody drive off to soccer or baseball practice and don't worry about it. It'll all take care of itself. It's all conspiracy theory. It's just a nut job down in Inglewood. No, I'm a nut job that happens to know what the Bible says and I can discern things spiritually and I can tell you right now, this is an ushering in of end times prophecy and you're so, you're so blind that you're so full of pride you knew you were wrong back in March. You know you're wrong now, but you wear your mask. You're scared of other people. The fear of man bringeth the snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Proverbs 29, 25. And you, listen, that's you. You're afraid to go into Walmart without a mask on. You're afraid. What will people think? Who gives a, who gives a crap what a baby butcher thinks? Who cares what somebody who doesn't know what gender they are thinks? Who cares? Why do you care? Amazed me. Fox News tweet. Pelosi will now require House members to wear masks to be recognized. So in other words, you're not allowed to speak on the House floor unless you have a mask on. But don't worry. There's no problem with any of this. I mean, this is just some of you are. You're completely you've been acclimated. You, you know, what that, you know what that really is. I'll put that in simpler English. You've been brainwashed. This is all normal to you now. Not me. I'm never going. That's listen. I can't even. I don't even watch any sports on TV. I can't do any of it. I will not watch it. The only thing I watch is UFC. I won't even watch it because you know I'm not going to sit there and watch some stupid football game with no fans or them so put out in their little clumps of humanity throughout the throughout the field or throughout the state. I won't refuse to watch it. I'm not going to get acclimated or brainwashed. All right, Andrew tweet. Here's what the health officials in charge of your lockdown are saying. When they think no one can hear them. Play it for me. I don't know why I bring all these papers. I never look at them. 
Well, when you give me numbers, I do. I go, oh, oh, oh. Did you really say that? Really say that? <laughs> I just say whatever they write down for me. <laughs> That's why I so there you go, Canada. Just there, that's the people putting out what you're supposed to do, and they don't give a crap. Basically, whatever gets put out in front of them. But you know why? Because they're going to get paid no matter what. They're paid no matter what. They don't care about you, though. They're just going to do whatever they're told to do. All right, Larry Elder, installment number four. Play it for me. Number three, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has been branded a Thanksgiving Day hypocrite. Yesterday, he told the radio interviewer, My mom is going to come up and two of my girls is the current plan. But the plans change. But that's my plan. That's after telling everyone else not to gather for the holiday. You know what love is on Thanksgiving? I love you so much and I'm so thankful for you that I'm not going to see you. A barrage of criticism on social media followed. Meghan McCain posted, you've got to be kidding me. Conservative commentator Candace Owens piled on. Oh, it's COVID for thee and not for me. The uproar has now forced Cuomo to cancel the get together. He said he broke the news to his mom, Matilda. I didn't want to disappoint my mother. You know, 89 <laughs> years old, she's thinking how that many Thanksgiving. Bring it back to me. I, I couldn't let that go. What about everybody else's mother, Andrew? You're, you're, I don't want to disappoint my mother. And he, he's, what do you hear what, the rest of what he has to say? What about everybody else? He doesn't care. Play it for me. Said he broke the news to his mom, Matilda. I didn't want to disappoint my mother. Show her how much you love her by you know, not visiting her then, numb nuts. Old, she's thinking, how many Thanksgivings do I get? You can act like a man. Number two, House Speaker <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. Caught on camera, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi seen getting her hair done inside a San Francisco salon, something that goes against the city's health order, and it's all captured on surveillance video. NBC Bay Area's Gene Ellie is live on Union Street, where that salon is located, with reaction tonight. Gene. The owner of hey, the salon here on Union Street. How can anybody live like that? I mean, literally, that woman's face is entirely covered up to the bottom of her eyeballs. How could anybody live like this? And how could anybody emulate morons living like this? Tom, it's not nice to call people morons. I don't care anymore. You're moronic if you live like that. You just are. You're a stupid idiot if you look like that and you live like that. Play it for me. Street tells Fox News House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was here yesterday getting a wash and blow dry inside the salon. She shared surveillance video Zombie of apocalypse. Speaker Pelosi inside with Led Fox by this News. Person. You can see Pelosi Follow with her hair me. wet walking Follow inside with her me. mask down. The inside service is a violation of San Francisco's health order, restricting business activity because of COVID-19. Hair salons have been closed since March. Only today are they allowed to begin operating outside. A Bay Area attorney who has sued California's governor to allow salons to reopen is outraged. I've represented a lot of hair salons in California that have begged the governor for the right to open safely. They've not been allowed to do that, but I guess if your name is Nancy Pelosi, a different set of rules applies to you. I'd love to kiss you, but I just washed my hair. And number one, <laughs> California Governor Gavin Newsom. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. It was to be an outdoor 
uh, uh, restaurant. But now, pictures have come out showing the governor sitting down at this table in this room called the boardroom, as seen on the French Laundry Restaurant's website. Governor Newsom is seen sitting with members of multiple different households, all without masks. And so I want to apologize to you uh, because I need to preach and practice, not just preach. ABC 10 political strategist Steve Swat reacted to the incident. The governor and the medical community have been urging more vigilance, and they urge that we not go out and socialize with individuals not in our immediate family. The governor is supposed to set an example. Right, back this to me. There you go. Just remember that Governor Newsom, his kids are in school, and everybody else's kids aren't. His business has stayed open throughout the entire COVID-19 pandemic. Everybody else's businesses are closed. He's going out to eat while he's closing every other restaurant outside of bourgeois elite ones like the French Laundry, of which you heard earlier. Day or two later, London Breed, mayor of San Francisco, went down and dined herself. Dan Bongino tweet. I went to school with a friend who pours his soul into his restaurant. Every time I visited, he looked tired. He'd greet you with a hug, but I could see how exhausted he was from the long days. He's dying inside, slowly being driven to bankruptcy by government government tyrants. It's heartbreaking. How would you feel if that was you? I mean, a lot of us, we just don't get it because it hasn't happened to us yet. When there was 20, 25% unemployment, we didn't get it because it didn't hit us yet. What if it was you being driven to bankruptcy and there's not a thing you can do about it? I mean, think about it if it was you. They're not giving you any dates. You're paying thousands upon thousands of dollars of rent every month. This next video really, really sums it up. Uh, it's a Jorge Ventura media tweet. Are you going to pay my rent, says owner Anton, Anton Van Happen of Nick the Greek to public health inspectors is issuing him a citation for staying open after he's being issued a closure order. Things got tense. Play it for me. I followed the rules. I continue to follow the rules, and you guys still, time after time, are giving me citations, telling me I have to close my business. What about my employees? I am following the rules. My tables are inside. Just because the health department has a whole process to go through that takes however long that takes, I have to close my business for that time? Who's gonna, are you going to pay my rent? Are you going to pay my rent? You chose to make those decisions. I chose to protest by putting my tables outside and I reiterate again, I never served one single person outside. I did all take out food and delivery to what exactly I was supposed to be doing. That's exactly what I did. I did not break any, and there's not even a law, I did not break any rule. There, there is a law that you're breaking right now by operating without a permit. I, because you guys put this closure on my restaurant. Right. You, so you, you guys yourselves are creating your own rule. And you're getting my citation for your own rule that's created. It's not by law that you cannot sit outside and eat. That's not law, that's what it's an order that was given. Okay. So you cannot give me a closure citation based on that. It's already been ordered. I'm not issuing a closure. I'm saying you, are you, what do you mean issuing a closure? You guys close me. You're not asking to close me. I'm not issuing the citation. The, the closure. The, the restaurant is already closed. The permit has been suspended. However, All right, back you, to me. you notice what the health inspector saying. Your business is your license has already been revoked. He said, "I'm not closing you. You've already been closed." So they re, they revoked his license. What, what if it was you? What mask wearing, virtue signaling Christian, super soccer mom quarantiner. What if this was you and you weren't getting a paycheck anymore? 
What if you couldn't go to Walmart anymore because you couldn't afford it? How about that, mask wearer? Why don't you take the lie off your face? All right, John Solomon tweet. Fauci, mask wearing and social distancing likely needed until early next winter. No, tell that to that restaurant owner. Early next winter. That's a year from now. That's a year from now. Tell that. These people, they're done. That guy, that, that Nick the Greek or whatever the name of the restaurant was, no disrespect. He's probably paying $10,000, $15,000 a month in New York to have that business open. What about that guy, mask-wearing, virtue-signaling Christian, who you're supposed to, Galatians 6-2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ? Well, I am. You know, I'm saving lives. You're saving nothing. Let me show you. I am tweet. Ian Miller tweet. Cases in Washington are up. 590% since their statewide mask mandate nearly six months ago because masks don't work. There it is. There it is. Point made done. Point is made. Get that lie off your face. Get that precursor to the mark of the beast off your face. Listen, everybody, do all that you can with this video. I know some of you are trying to share it, and they won't let you. I don't know why they're coming so hard after me. I have no idea. I mean, the most we've ever had watching was 800 one time. Usually we average between. They've been, they smashed us. They've cut us by two-thirds. We were averaging between three and 400 a night. Now we're averaging between one and 150, which is fine. I love all you. I love all you guys for sticking with me. But they're smashing us for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, as sweet as I am, I'm so sweet to everybody. I just say, I mean, I'm saying things sweetly. There's no tone. It's all truth. All I'm doing is, is reading facts. That's all that it is. I don't know why. So do all that you can. Share it as much as you can. When you see our advertisements come out, share those. We'll get Because uh, I don't think they're even letting you guys share them, not letting me gain Facebook friends. I'm going to be looking at other all, you know, alternative routes and different things. I'm going to be looking at radio and TV. So pay attention. I'll put that out for everybody. My wife and I are already deeply looking into radio and TV options that we can speak freely and not have to. I'm, I'm not going to stop speaking freely right here. Patriot right here. Defiant. Defiant. You look right over my fat belly right there. Defiant. I'm not going, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not backing down. I'm not going to stop saying things. It's like I never closed my church. I never stopped preaching heaven and hell. I never stopped preaching the promises of God. I never stopped preaching that God wants you well, that God wants you prospered, that God wants you healed. I never stopped preaching any of that. As much as it offends the body of Christ and me keeping the church open offended the world. I don't care. The truth is the truth. I don't go with, I'm not Justice John Roberts. Differing weights hold it. Okay, if I say the truth, then this will happen. I don't care. I couldn't live with myself. I'm like what like Paul said, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9, 16. So I, listen, I'm not backing down. If that means they take me off, they take me off. They're banning the living crap out of me right now. They are. So do all that you can. Get it out to as many people as you can. I'll let you know, we are seriously looking into radio and TV. I'll get that out to you because, listen, we may have to go old school. This is something we can't be lazy either. Don't be like, you know what? When you notice people have disappeared, go find them. Don't I'll just keep scrolling. Go find them. Go support them. Tommy, you sound like you're afraid you might disappear. Who knows? Took Jonathan off. 
You know, Rodney Howard Brown, I've noticed his numbers getting thwarted. You know, they don't like people who speak the truth, but we're going to keep doing it. We are going to keep doing it. Listen, I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching tonight. God bless you. I really do appreciate it. Let me just, if I can throw it up here, a couple last names here. I love you guys. I'm just looking at some names. I see Bobby on here, Bobby D, Ricky K, Jared, Joan, Joan P. I see you all the time. I love you. Thank you very much for sticking with me. You guys are tough people. You can take what I'm putting out. This is very few people. You know, our church is, I don't know, 300, 350 people. They're, you know, only the strong survive my ministry. (laughs) Only the strong survive this podcast. Stick with it. But it's the truth. And that's why narrow is the way and few find it. The love of most will go cold. Matthew chapter 24. But not you. I love you guys. God's blessings upon you in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you guys. I'll see you on Saturday, 8.30. Have a great day.